Blog Talk Radio. Are you living the life movie you hold in your mind? Or are you feeling that dream is just that, a dream? You hold the keys to conscious creation. You both create and 
sustain your mind's visualization, that movie in your mind that you want to live. You know, we're at the end of the first week of this new year, so don't dismay. It's early yet, and we are going to be discussing ways in which you can live that desire, that dream, and you can do it this year. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnected healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audio books and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. You just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Maureen St. Germain, is best-selling author of Beyond the Flower of Life, Reweaving the Fabric of Your Reality, and Be a Genie, Create Love, Success, and Happiness, our topic for discussion. Focusing on personal development and spiritual awakening, Maureen has been leading workshops and guiding tours for more than 20 years. She is a voice and musical composer with over 15 best-selling meditation CDs to her credit as well. You will find Maureen is insightful, compassionate, she's humorous, she's intuitive, she's great, and we are very fortunate to have her with us today. Hello, Maureen. Thank you so much, so very, very much for joining us here at Energy Awareness Radio. Happy New Year to you. How are you being? I am awesome. I am totally awesome, and I'm thrilled to be on this show with you, and I am living the life of my dreams because I live in sunny San Diego, even though it's raining here right now because uh, I married the West Coast and I get to keep the East Coast. So I have so many things to be thankful for. In fact, I did an exercise with my husband the other day when we went out for Sunday morning breakfast, and I asked him to tell me all the things that went right in 2015. And he got me on a roll, and I came home, and I made like a treasure map, only it listed all the things that went right, and then on the other side, we put all the things that went wrong. And I tell you what, I was blown away at all that we accomplished this year, last year. Wow. Last year was a good year. <laughs> I was a little worried. We had a we had a lot of wacky things happen that that were just crazy-making. And so, you know, you tend to focus on that because that's taking all your energy to kind of manage it. Um, but in hindsight, wow, we were really rocking. Yes, it's funny. At the at the end of the year, well, I do a gratitude journal every night, and at the end of the year I write down all the things for the year, similar to what you do. And it's funny because somebody did say to me, well, don't you write down what's wrong? And I said, nothing is wrong. I just learned how to do things differently. That's all. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. It's all in the perspective. And, you know, this comes through loud and clear in your book. I love your book, Be a Genie. It oh. explains things in a way that everyone who reads it will understand because it's so succinct and simple. And a lot of books are not like that. You actually get into the quantum physics and the quantum mechanics and all the science behind it, which I absolutely love and I needed to study in order to be, you know, a, a, an energy therapist. And it is so easy that anyone can get it. They don't have to, you know, be a physicist to understand it. So that is what intrigued me. But the fact that you have so much going on in the book, and, and I want to get into that, but first I thought I would like to start, if we may, with you telling us, you know, your story. How did you get to be where you are? 
Um, my story is based on uh, growing up on a farm, and uh, um, my dad was very optimistic, and my mother was very psychic. So I grew up in a very idealistic kind of thing. We worked very hard on the farm. Uh, we, you know, I was one of six kids, and we had, we didn't get playtime like other kids did because we were busy packing produce and, you know, getting it ready to go to market. But at a certain point, I knew that I wanted to help people with their own lives. And so I started manifesting. And it was when I was first married and I was in my 20s and I really was focusing on manifesting and I didn't really have a label for it, I don't think, at the time. But I knew I needed an extra $100, and my husband and I didn't have a lot of income at the time. And I was expecting, and I had a job as a manager of the apartment complex that we lived in. And I would have these pickup jobs that would pay me for painting a, a vacant apartment. And I needed an extra $100 for something. I don't know what it was. But I kept seeing that I would have that $100, and it would come in. And I, I knew it was going to come from one of the painting pickup jobs. Well, the money came in just like clockwork but not from a painting pickup job. I didn't have to paint an apartment for that money. And I can remember thinking, oh, wow, you can ask the universe for whatever you want. You don't have to say how it's going to come. Mm-hmm. And that was back in the 70s. And wasn't it so, great that you knew that because you were pregnant and shouldn't have been taking in those fumes from paint anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> oh, I, I'm yeah, right. I always bought too. the good paint. You know, I, I was, I've always been a bit of a character in that regard. I, I would buy the good paint and pay for the difference rather than work with something I didn't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm one of those. You know, like when my house was for sale, I bought organic flooring rather than the crappy stuff because yeah. I thought, I, you know, I care enough about Mother Earth, I'm just going to do it this way, you know. So I'm a bit of an oddball in that regard. But, yeah, it's... um. The idea that you don't have to tell the universe how the money is going to come to you is huge. And, um, you know, one of the the things that that sometimes people ask me is, well, you know, we heard about the secret. How is is your stuff different? You know, we, we know about visualization. And the answer is mine's hugely different because it has two more layers on top of it that the secret doesn't have. And one of those layers is a real time conversation. So the real-time conversation is around the fact that you already have achieved the outcome. So you want to do an example for your listeners? Should sure. We, I um, just want play? to say one thing, though, before we do the example. The, the, the secret, when I read it, I did not like it because I knew there was something missing, and I did not know what it was, and it's in your ah. book. And then she wrote The Power, and there was something missing, and I said, no, I don't want to interview her. There's something missing. I do not like it. Then she wrote her third book, and that's when she nailed it. And I said, that's what's missing. I can't believe it. And I should have known better because I've been keeping a gratitude journal for a good 20 years. It's gratitude. Interesting. That's in your book. It's not in her book. That's what's missing from her book. Interesting. I think that's, I think that's the key. When, when I teach workshops to students that in schools, I go into high schools and teach workshops sometimes, and I'll say, uh-huh. do you know what you're here for? And they'll say no, and I'll say, you're here to learn the secret of life. And they'll be like, oh. And I'll say, what do you think it is? And they come up with good answers, except usually you get one boy in the class that says, is it sex? It's like, yeah, okay, for you it is. <laughs> you <know? 
but it's kind of cute. Them, but you know, there yeah. is there is a movement in schools these days for gratitude journals. Because I yeah. watched some kind of a YouTube video about that, where kids are keeping a gratitude journal every day, and it's mm-hmm. having all kinds of cool results. Yeah, it's the key to life. I, t- I tell mm-hmm. them that, and they say, oh, really? And I say, yes, and then we put them in a program to do the gratitude journals. It's fascinating to watch. So your book, if that was not the second layer, then it's three, because gratitude is definitely the big thing. It's huge, mm. just like you did when you wrote well, down. Well, you know, you're, you're, you're on to something, because what I do is I tell people to have a real-time conversation about mm-hmm. what has happened that proves you have received what it is you're looking for. So let's let's do one and I'll show you what I mean. Sure. So tell me something that you'd really like to manifest and we'll we'll play. We'll make some magic. That I already have or have not. Well, if you already have it, you don't need to manifest it. Well that's true. <laughs> that was a stupid question on my part. <laughs> no, it's not there's no stupid questions because maybe somebody else was thinking the same thing. You never know. Let's do okay, it again. What, what is this, something you do not have that you'd really like to manifest? Okay, uh, let's see. Something I do not have that I would really like to manifest. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Gee, I didn't think you were going to ask me this question. Um, what, what the heck do I want? Okay, can I just say, um, like, something stupid? Like, something that's just not a dream? Like an item? Well, first of all, let's not take any pejoratives into this manifestation with us. Okay. And whether you want a new car or a kitty cat or a million dollars, it's still your manifestation. Okay, let's go with a million dollars. There you go. Yeah, but this does not sound like this is you. What is this, What is oh. on your list of what you want to either achieve or to have or to be that you okay, do there not is something I, there is something at I this do time want. have? Um, there is something. I am working on a project that I want to come to full fruition. Okay. You want to tell me what it is? Not really because we're on air. <laughs> All right, well, you have to dance around it. Let's say it's a radio show or it's a TV show or it's a screenplay, but give it some kind of framework without telling me content. It's a business. Okay. And is it a service business or is it something else? Well, I I, I might as well put this out there. It's a foundation. I'd like to start a foundation for children. Okay. All right. So... If you had a successful foundation for children, what event would prove that that was so? Oh, what event? So this is afterward, right? That's right. Okay, where were they? Where were they afterward? We're skipping ahead here. <laughs> well, and that's the whole point. We're just we're not going to go in the front door. We're going to do. We're going to go. We're going to waltzing in the back door like we own the place, and we yeah, do. Yeah, actually, that's it. Um, I, I, the event would be that the um, building is done, the sign is up, and I'm standing there saying, "Wow, we did it." I, so okay, so this involves a building, and it's a location, then correct? Correct. Okay. If that's true, then why don't you advance it out and you're celebrating uh, one of the anniversaries. could be year two, okay. could be year five, and that proves that it's already a done deal. Rather than See, people do this all the time, and this is, this, is, this is why I like to play with people, especially on the air, because everybody who's doing this with us 
is they're making the same mistake that you make that everybody makes, and that is they go to the edge of the front door and they stand there looking at it going, wow, that's really cool looking, but they can't own it. We're going to own it because now that you're celebrating and it's been a couple of years, you're at the event and you're going to talk to somebody at the event that's a celebration of this cool foundation center for kids. Who are you going to talk to? One person. Oh, one person. Okay. Uh, all right, her name is Tammy. Okay, do you know who Tammy is? Yes. Okay, and she's somebody that's close to you? Yes. Okay, okay. So those of you who are listening, another some other choices might be you might have said the executive director, but Tammy, who's your good friend, is a perfect choice because she has known you and she's known this dream of yours. So you have a cup of coffee in your hand, maybe a piece of pie, something no, I that shows you. I have a glass of wine. <laughs> All right, there you go, glass of wine. And you sit down next to Tammy. Who speaks first? She does. And what does she say to you? She looks at me and says, "Wow, T, it's been two years. How does it feel?" Mhm. And what do you say? And I say, it was a lot of work, it was well worth it, and I'm just so grateful to have this and that it's come to fruition and that it's, you know, it's really working out because it's helping so many children. I really feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Okay, now stop a minute. This is acting class. Say it like you mean it. We are on. What do you think? It's been a couple of years. really good to me. (laughs) 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 I would probably be crying, actually. I probably exactly. So here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. Put the drama in the conversation and make it real for real time. So we're celebrating. You and I. I'm Tammy. You're you. We're sitting there. It's the, it's the second anniversary or the fifth anniversary. You don't even care what year it is, but it's one right. of the anniversaries. She's sitting there. You come up to her with a glass of wine and sit down, and she says, "Wow, you are something else." Just think of what you've accomplished. And you say, and I would turn around and I would say to her, and I wouldn't do it. It is there's no I in. Okay, time out, time out, time out, time out. You're still pushing it away, and here's how you're pushing it away. I would say blah 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 instead of I said to you, here's the setup. We're in acting class. I just said you are freaking awesome, girl. Look at what you've done, and you say. Thank you so much, but I do have to tell you, this would not have happened without your help and your support and all of these people that came together. This is just such a wonderful thing. It wasn't just me, and I am so grateful. Thank you so much. There you go. And that's where the gratitude piece drops in. Because when you go to that place, that magic place where you already have it, you're all verklempt. You're all teary-eyed. You're all full of joy, and your joy leads you to say, oh, my God, I couldn't have done it without you. I couldn't have done it without all these people, and I am so grateful. And they would say, yeah, but you were the visionary that pushed us, pushed our buttons, and thank you very much. And that's probably what she would say, something along those lines, because yeah. I have a feeling she's a little bit sassy. Yeah. <laughs> she's very cool. Yeah. So here... So hear it the way she would say it to you, you know, the sassiness, the the funny innuendo, because that makes it really real. And what happens in your consciousness is you'll feel the energy shift, you'll, your shoulders might drop, your heart chakra opens, 
And and you go, wow, yeah, I guess we did do it. Wow. And you'll own it. In the moment of owning it, the universe has got a lock on you like a tractor beam, and it's a done deal. Yes. And, and yeah, you know, the cool thing, and you know, I know you read this in the book, but I'd, I'd like to say it on the air. The cool thing is, when you do this manifestation often enough, and that would be every time it comes up in your awareness, what happens is pretty soon your friend Tammy starts saying stuff that you didn't script. Okay, that and was when a you hear her say something that you didn't plan on her saying, it's that like, oh, my God. And it feels even more real, and that's the universe's confirmation back to you. We got your order, and he, oh, by the way, have a look at what else she said. Okay, so it's not like when you, because when I was reading the book, and it says, like, you know, you're going to have a conversation with this person. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then when you said, and sometimes the conversation will change, and there will be things that are said that are a surprise. I'm like, how can it be a surprise if you're creating this script? How can that possibly be a surprise? How can something because, drop in? Because. But now I, yeah. I think it's now you get it. jumping, right? Because, and, and here's the thing, you know, and here's the thing. I'll give you another example. There's a man in a workshop, and and he, I think I wrote about this in the book, but he said uh, that he couldn't say what he was going to say because we yeah. were recording the session. And I said, well, clean up your language and say it anyway. And so he said, okay, my mom said, you know, um, I told her I, I was working for the Miami Dolphins, and she said, no effing way. And I said, and what would your mom, what, you know, uh, would your mom actually talk that way? And he said, yes. And I said, then your manifestation is right for you. But what if, after the mom says no F and way, um, she said something like, can you get me some F and tickets? That would catch you by surprise because you weren't expecting her to do that. Right. That would be the surprise part that would not have been in your script. And that would not have been in that guy's script. And that's what I'm talking about. You're going to actually hear the real-time circumstance that the universe is showing you, it's already playing out because there is no linear time. It's all right. happening at once. And what you've done is you put a big floodlight on this event at this time that puts a tractor beam on all the events in your life that put, bring you there. And the only way that you can be brought there is if indeed the building was built, the money was raised, the kids were found, the teachers, the executive director, and all of that stuff happened. And why would you want to go through all the work of visualizing having a center and then visualizing you're going to get great staff and visualizing that the kids are going to be helped instead just to go to an anniversary where we're celebrating this great place? It's so much easier, and it, it makes everything line up. When I did this for myself, I had so many things line up on my behalf. For one thing, I, I was scheduled to go to an annual meeting, but at the annual meeting, I kept trying to meet up with a friend of mine, and we would see each other in the halls and you know, try and figure out a time. We couldn't put it together, and it felt important. So I said to her, look, what about before you leave? So we got up early that morning and, and before she flew and had breakfast together. She tells me her story that she's leaving the industry, and I said to her, well, you know, here's my dream. And I told her that I wanted to present to this national organization that I had this idea about how it would help fundraisers because that was the field I was in at the time. And she said, you know, you have to get your proposal in in the next week for the staff to look at it so it can be reviewed by the committee in time for next year's program. And, you know, we all do this. I said, I know. I didn't know, but you know how you say it that way. <laughs> and then she said, yes, but if you get it in this year, I will speak in favor of it because I sit on the committee and it's my last meeting. 
Mm. I didn't even have an outline for this book at that time. Mm-hmm. It was just an idea in my head, just like yours. It was an idea yep. in my head that I was sure I would do, wanted to do, but hadn't figured out where do I start. So we just we just made some magic, and you watch what's going to start to happen. Yeah. And that's all you have to do is you have to just keep running that mental movie over and over and over. And I think a, I think a lot of people, uh, because we're human, they try to do the how part and figure it out. When in actuality, that's that's the hardest part, and you might as well just let it go. It's so much easier to just say put your order in when you call up. For a <laughs> well, and here's the thing that people. Here's the thing that people don't realize. God never intended us to figure out how. He -hmm. put us here to do all the creative stuff, to figure out some new destinations, some new opportunities, some new fixes, some new cures, you know, and, and all the major, major discoveries, you know, whether it was penicillin or fractal technology or um, uh, dish technology, all of it comes through in the dream time or in the in the you know the quasi um um uh, visualization time for people and why is that and the answer is because the the information is always on the intuitive it rides on the technology but then the technology can only take you so far and it's the human capacity to connect with the divine and the technology at the same time that produces results and it happens to us whether it's a technical problem or whether it's a social problem. You know, and, and a great analogy, you know, you sound like you're from New York. And I don't I'm know if you Boston. are or not. But say it again? I'm from Boston. Boston, okay. So you're from the East Coast. So mm-hmm. um, I, I often say to people, look, when you get off a plane at LaGuardia in New York City and you get in a taxi to go to the city, you do not tell the taxi driver which of the five bridges or tunnels they should be taking to get to your location. You trust that those guys are going to know the skinny on whatever the traffic situation is, and they're going to get you there the fastest they can because that's their job, and they love to do that. Mm -hmm. So the universe is the same. You're not supposed to tell the universe how to get you from point A to point B. The universe is supposed to get a location, a destination, and then you get to choose whether or not you're going to accept that offer. And it's the same with our GPS. You know, I, I just wrote an article called Set Your GPS on God. It's kind of funny because um, one of the things that you can do is um, say to yourself, okay, I want to make all my decisions the best God decisions I can. And what happens is then the the things that you're supposed to do suddenly can become easy and everything else kind of like falls by the wayside. And that's really, really powerful. Um, So our job is not to tell the past. Now, on a GPS, there's one other thing I want to say that that really makes a lot of sense. You know, if if your GPS says take the freeway and you're looking at the freeway ramp and you can already see it's going to be super crowded and you're thinking, you know what, I'd just as soon take the street, the surface road for another four miles and then just you know get to my get off the freeway exit where I would have gotten off. If mm-hmm. you don't get on the freeway, you know what happens? The GPS adjusts. Right. Exactly. And so does God. So does the universe. So if we miss a cue, 
If we miss an opportunity, does the universe cut us off? No. Detour. The universe accommodates our new detour. And once in a while, (laughs) once in a while, your GPS will say, make the most legal, make the most, the the soonest legal U-turn. And, you know, one time I was on a trip, and I'll bet you it told me that for five miles. There was no (laughs) way she was recalibrating. And that's when I knew I better turn around because I was headed way out of my way. So, so, again, when you when you use that term of GPS, it's really helpful because if you make a wrong turn or you make a decision that you later regret or you don't like what the universe puts in front of you, you just don't like it, if you don't take that turn, if that's the only option for you, you're going to get that constant reminder, make a legal U-turn, make a legal U-turn. You're going to get that sense. But if if there's another way that doesn't involve that freeway or that situation, it will give you an adjusted version of what's in your highest and best good. And that's one of the things I teach people is how to, how to do that, how to set your GPS on God. And the cool thing is, the really cool thing is, I am an East Coast girl. I love New York. I love the cities. I grew up on a farm, but I grew up on a farm that was all vegetables, and we hustled like people do in New York City. So I'm right at home in the city. People don't get it. How come I'm so adapted in New York? And I'm going, it's the same as it was on our farm. We were out the door at 7 a.m., and we didn't go home till 5, and we worked our butts off. So so, um, when I met a West Coast guy who was – a darling of a person. I wasn't interested in him. I'm an East Coast girl. Come on. Um, and my sister said to me, isn't that man geographically undesirable? And my response was, <laughs> yes, he is. But I keep checking in, and my higher self keeps telling me, you need to be with this guy. And so the rest is history. We now have two homes. And that's what I was talking about when I first started out, is that I'm so fortunate I have two homes that I love. I think it's um, it's amazing that, you know, your story is amazing because that's probably how you developed the genie system. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So you lived yes. it before you Yeah, the whole genie it. system, the whole genie system was built on a concept of, of trial and error. And one of the cool things I did early on was I decided that I could manifest anything. And if it was true that I could do that, then uh, I was going to win a contest. And the contest was a small, um, limited membership kind of contest where you had to be a certain status within within certain organizations. <clears throat> and so I was maybe one of uh, three or 500 or 1,000 people that could apply for this free trip to the Southampton Princess Hotel in Bermuda. And the the first prize was to, um, you know, win a a trip there. So I did the genie work, and I saw myself on the beach with a hotel that had named their function room the name I had given it, and that the trip was on a house. I mean, it was pretty straightforward, pretty easy. They held the contest. Someone else's name for that function room won, not mine. 
And I remember thinking, what the heck? I can't believe I didn't win. And and I was more like surprised than angry. That's the first hint right there, that I was surprised but not angry. And I figured, well, maybe they needed that meeting planner instead of me to uh, show up so she could bring her whole group. And that was one way they could get her to the hotel. So they just, you know, kind of fudged the contest. And I used to work in the hotel business, so I understood that, and I wasn't mad. I was just like, well, that's, you know, that's how it is. And I completely forgot about my manifestation. A year later, I get a call from a travel agent who says, I've got a free trip for you to um, Acapulco, and all expenses are covered, and it's a fam trip or familiarization. I'm going to be bringing a bunch of people that I'd like to see the property, and I'm wondering if you can get away on this trip. And I checked my schedule, and I could, and I said yes. Now, fast forward. We're on the trip. I'm sitting in the bus. And I say to one of the guys on the bus, you know, I wonder what hotel we're staying at. I don't remember. And he said, oh, we're staying at the Acapulco Princess. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a nice chain. They have wonderful hotels. We get to our hotel room, and on my bed is a brochure for their function room. And the function room is the same identical floor plan as the one in Bermuda. And I'm thinking, wow, what a coincidence. That's so amazing. And then I thought to myself, I wonder what they named it. (laughs) You had to ask, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was the same name that I had given them for the other one. Now, of course, some of my friends said, well, why didn't you complain to the hotel? You, You know, they used the name you gave them on a different property. And I said, why would I complain? I got a free trip. Yeah. <laughs> and and the cool thing is, once you start to put all this kind of information together, you can begin to understand. Now, why did that work? And the answer is because there was no energy, no anger, no disappointment, right. no rage, no hurt. Now, think about it. When you break up with someone, you're going to get married. You're pissed off. You're going to, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, there's, there's, you know, disappointment and frustration and all of that jazz, you know, grief, whatever. If you could consciously choose to give yourself permission to only have those feelings and share them three times, because that's what I decided was the magic number. You could only, the universe could only tolerate your being, uh, you know, throwing that out three times. If you focus on only letting it happen three times, your, your you know, he done me wrong story or it didn't work out story, how could they give that stupid name to that hotel room when they had my magnificent name, you know, like that, instead of taking all those energy feelings, instead just saying, well, you know, things happen, it's not a big deal, I'm okay with it. What happens is the universe continues then to search for a match because I let it go. I didn't stay worked up over it. And I had done the visualization with enough focus and enough strength that the universe, like the brooms in Mickey Mouse's Fantasia kept filling buckets. And a year later, I get the free trip. It's astounding. It is astounding, but it can also happen very, very quickly. I had an example of this when I was speaking with an author on my show who was teaching a workshop, and I said, oh, I'd love to go to the workshop. And he said, well, it's going to be over in uh, England over Thanksgiving. And I said, yeah, I can't get there for Thanksgiving. And he said, well, it will be in New Zealand in January. And I said, I'm not traveling halfway around the world for a workshop for three days. That's crazy. And then he said, it's in Toronto this weekend. And this happened to be a pre-recorded show on a Thursday. And I said, yeah, I've got a full schedule, but boy, I'd really like to go. 
and this is the second time I said this to someone. I said it would take divine intervention. I hung up with him, and when I checked my voicemail and checked my email, every single thing that I had from that moment forward had been canceled. People emailed and said I can't make my appointment, every single thing. So I thought, okay. So I called the airline. I got the last seat up and the last seat back on the plane. I called the hotel. They didn't have a room in his block of rooms, but they had another room that was $10 less per night. Why would I not take that? So I got up oh there my. realized I never, I never told them I was coming. I hope I can register for this class. It didn't dawn on me until I got there. And, of course, I could. I took the workshop and came home, and it was wonderful. And then another time, uh, what was it? I said to uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Let's take this in for a second. This is really cool. Yeah. This, yeah. those of you who are listening, we want you to Look know that. that the way she manifested is making a clear statement that she really wanted to go, mm-hmm. and that she was willing to let the universal GPS yep. take her there when she could go and cleared her schedule so that it would happen. And, you know, good on you, because a lot of people would have been, you know, fussing about the fact that all their clients canceled, and instead you're looking at this going, I get the message, I'm on it. Oh, yeah. I was in You know, that's very powerful. That means, you know, every one of you, when you have stuff like this happen, you, you know, your job isn't to whine and complain that things aren't working. Your job is to go, wait a minute, there's something here for me. What is it? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, now tell us the next one. I'm sorry, yeah, I really wanted to work that because it's such a great no, it's, it's story. Oh, my goodness. And I just went for it, and I said, okay, all this is happening for a reason. I get that. I'm calling the airport, and I'm calling the hotel. And then I went there, and I got in, and I was like, this is great, you know. So it just happened to work out. Another time, and people, because I play quartz crystal singing bowls, I'm a vibrational sound therapist, because uh-huh. I play that on patients, uh, you know, I people were saying to me, it's too bad you can't make a CD. And I said, do you know how much it costs to make a CD? And this went on for two years. <laughs> I can't afford it. I can't afford it. Finally, somebody said it to me, and I said, okay, all right, you know what? I would love to make a CD, but it's going to take divine intervention. It's the second time I said it. <laughs> well, actually, that was the first time. The second time was when I went to the class. And I said, it would take divine intervention. Two weeks later, I got a group on, $300 for a full day of, of uh, studio time. And I thought, that's crazy good. That's just crazy good. So I called, and I spoke to the woman for like 20 minutes. And at the end, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't catch your name. What's your name? And she said, Angelique, and I said, of course it is. <laughs> like, oh <my laughs> so I booked it. I went there. I bring my bowls, and some of them weigh 50 pounds. There's a tiny elevator. We have to put the bowls in the elevator because a person can't fit. The freight elevator goes up. I have to run up the stairs, and, of course, it takes 15 minutes for the <laughs> elevator to come up. The flight. We walk into this room, and I look around. I unload my bowls. I have them all set up. The mics are set up. And I look around the room, and I said, what are all the Marys doing here? And they're those pillar candles with every Mary you can think of, Mary of Guadalupe, the Blessed Mother, every Mary you can think of. And they said, oh, they were here when we rented the place years ago. Do you want us to get rid of them? And I said, no, not at all. And they said, do you want us to light them? And I said, yes. So they lit them, and then they went behind the glass, you know, the engineer room. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I started, and before I started playing my bowls, I said, okay, man, if you want this to happen, this has to happen. Help me. Eight hours later, I walked out of there with a CD in hand. That's unheard of. But the interesting thing was the first time I played the bowls, I look up in the glass room, and nobody's there. And I thought, oh, my God, they hate it. Then heads started popping up. They were laying on the ground. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. They really liked this wow. music. It was great. So that was very cool. But 
you know, to have, and then the CD, I got the CD, and I went to my first expo after that with the CD, and I played it in a CD player the whole day. And then I came home, and I took out my CD, and I put in what I normally play for my patients when I'm working on them, and it wouldn't play. And I thought, why isn't this playing? So I put my CD back in, and my music played. I put the other one in, and my music played. And I said, that's crazy. And I put my CD in, and my music played. When I put the other CD in, my music still played. So I got a Rod Stewart CD, and I said, nobody plays over Rod Stewart. I put that one in, and my CD played. Now I have a CD player that doesn't play anything, no matter what you put in it, except my music. It's like it's broken, except for Mother Mary's help. Yeah, except somebody said to me, you should take it and get it fixed. I said, it is fixed. It's telling me only play your CD. I, this is not Are you kidding me? Um, you got to change the perspective, you know? Oh, that's hilarious. That's oh, thing. that's just lovely. <laughs> but and what, my point is, you can manifest things really quickly because you said two things. You put it out there and you let it go. That's a hard thing for people to do. you got to let it go. You got just got to have trust that you know. Yeah, okay, divine intervention it'll work, and walk away and forget about it. And it does work because your right. intent is there and your emotion is there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. So I think that the five steps that you list as the uh, you know the genie system, although there are five steps, you really can go through them very quickly, especially if you do this a lot. If you start, if, when you get your awareness going and you start manifesting things and you realize like you did, I manifest things. You probably didn't know at first how you were doing it. You had to figure it out. And then you wrote a book so that we all could do it, which, you know, kudos to you. Thank you very exactly. much. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And there's really, you know, there's, for, for this kind of talk, I always try to shorten it into like three major components. The first component is to understand that you're not supposed to manifest what you want. You're supposed to manifest proof that what you want has already occurred in your life. Mm-hmm. So if it's a car that you want, your friend sees you in the grocery store and walks up to you and, and says, um, is, that you really, is that really you? T, is that you? And you mm-hmm. turn around and go, yeah, it is you. Are you driving a loner? Uh, where's your car? And you smile and say, actually, this is my car. That proves that you got a different car. Right. And, you know, there, the, uh, the, there's parts to it. Let's say you've – I know a lady who, were, who could not manifest a car because her car was paid for. And she, you know, made payments for like three years and then kept it for another three years. So yep. in her mind, she couldn't get past the fact that she didn't want payments. And I said, well, just imagine that your car is paid for then. You know, maybe somebody will give you a car. Maybe you'll get a good deal and you can pay cash. Maybe you'll land a bunch of cash and buy a car. Whatever it is, but see yourself in the car that's paid for. Mm -hmm. But not just see yourself in the car that's paid for. Let someone else see you and see what they say to you. That's the first thing. That's layer one. Then layer two is you're aware of your emotional reaction to your friend who notices you in the car. And then the third thing is that energy of gratitude and bliss that anchors it in place. That's when, like, the light bulb goes on or the lighthouse gets lit and the universe gets this tractor beam going, and that's the end and the beginning, <laughs> depending yes, on how you yes. look at it. Yes. <laughs> it, it is just so fascinating because... 
once I think um, a, a difficult thing for people to get past as well, and you just said this too, is she couldn't get past the payments. She couldn't get past where the money's coming. You don't have to worry about that. That's not your worry. This is so easy. It's it's creating the movie and not worrying about how or where anything comes from. Just knowing. Right, but she it. didn't know that it would be possible to have a car without car payments. It kind of was. Mm-hmm. It was like stuck in her brain that since the way she got her car was car payments, and then you know after three years no car payments. It hadn't really crossed her mind that she could just have a car that had no car payments for for any number of reasons. You know, it's kind of like people get stuck because they're so used to how things are. It's just like, you know, how do people get their news? Well, many people get their news on TV, but many people today don't turn on the TV for news or don't even have a TV. And that's a shift from the old days that everybody got their news on the 5 o'clock news or the 7 o'clock news or the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock news, and that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. And so we're changing how things occur because we're giving ourselves, all of us, permission to think or be different than we used to. Yes, because we, you know, like somebody said to me, I I forget what the conversation was, and I said, uh, you know, you need to stop thinking like that. You need to start changing your perspective. And she goes, but it's the reality is, and I said, no, it's not. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know everything. And that's key. You don't know everything. And years ago, look at all the people who were made fun of because they knew something. You know, and they Mm -hmm. said, oh, look at Marconi. He said he could send messages through the air. And everybody thought he was crazy. Then he won a Nobel Mm -hmm. Prize. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever sent a text or an email using your uh, PC email or a a data plan on your phone? And she said, yeah. I said, well, there you go, sending a message through the air. How crazy was he? You know, so people don't realize that once you realize you can't know everything and other people know more than you, depending on the, the subject, you know, there's always somebody that's, who's going to know that's more. That's very nicely put. And, and there's a great line that I highly recommend people learn and memorize, and that is, I champion your right to hold that belief as long as it pleases you. Right. And what I read that in your book, and I fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had an incident with a guy that I had been dating, and he said to me, this is the most bizarre conversation a woman and a man could ever have. I'm dating this guy. I like him a lot. You know, I'm I'm pretty enchanted. And he, um, apparently he wasn't ready to be as enchanted with me as I was with him. Now, I, I just kept, I held it back. I didn't let him know how I felt because I didn't, you know, I didn't feel I would add to the relationship at all. But he said to me one day, you know, I have very strong feelings for you. In fact, they're much stronger than they uh, than I had for my wife after I'd been dating her for a year. And I I looked at him. I didn't feel like he was giving me a big profession of love. I mean, he's kind of kind of upset about it. Sounds like to me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, um, okay. And he said, uh, can you think of any reason why I would have these strong feelings? And I'm thinking, this is the strangest conversation I've ever heard. <laughs> so I, I, I just, you know, I just let who I am come out, and I said, well, you know, maybe we were together in another lifetime, and you know, dating, we just kind of reconnected where we last left off. And he says, oh, I don't believe in reincarnation. You know, when you die, that's it. You either go to heaven or hell. Oh. And um, 
I looked at him and said exactly that. You know, well, I champion your belief, your your I champion your right to hold that belief as long as it pleases you. And he looked at me and he leaned into me and he said, "Well, does that mean like my grandma and your grandfather were married?" That's as close as he could get. You know, it's just like what you were saying. You know, people can't handle it. It was as close right. as he could get to the concept that we could have been together in another lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do think I had been with that man in another lifetime, and that that's why oh, we were, were so. Yeah, but he could. It scared him. So you know, it didn't go. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and that's probably a good. But thing. that's all right. You know, I I got what I needed. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I absolutely do love that line. I actually typed it into the chat room so people could have it. I champion your right to hold that belief as long as it pleases you. You know, that mm-hmm. gives them an out. That that's gives right. them the it ability does. to change. You know? That's it's right. like as long as it pleases that's right. you because at some point it won't and you'll change your beliefs. Not only that, but it also implies and make sure you give me the same respect. That's right. That's right. It's reciprocal. Absolutely. It has mm-hmm. to be reciprocal. Yeah. And and then there's no, it's an easy way to debate without an argument. Because, that's right. you know, there's, nobody wins. This way it's like, yeah, that's okay, right. you know, that's fine. Right. I cannot believe that we are approaching the, the top of the hour here, Maureen. I love your book. I do. And I would say to anyone, you know, I know the holidays are over, but birthdays are coming. There's Valentine's Day. There's all kinds of holidays. There's a holiday a month. If you want to get this book for yourself or perhaps get it for someone else, do it together. You know, sometimes it's easier when there's accountability and you can talk about things with someone. I agree Um, with you. Yeah, it's a great book because it's so simple, and it takes away. You wrote it in a way that is not above anyone, but it speaks to them in such a way that you get it. You actually get it. It's not one of those things that's far-reaching, and you think, well, that wouldn't happen for me. It's like, no, this really is possible. And you can go back as you read the book and think of things that you have manifested in your own life and say, you know what, I did do that. And once you see that validation and you start practicing, you can do it more and more and more, and you get really good at it. I'm a pretty good manifester. And yes, you are, and you're a lot of fun, too. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I had a good yeah. time. You I know, hope you did. <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. And, you know, if, for your listeners, I always have a freebie on my website. And right now I have a freebie that's called Make Your Day a Good One. And it's a story about a young woman who was a client who was so distressed and depressed that she couldn't even think about what she wanted. All she could think about was that she didn't want to be married to her alcoholic husband and she didn't want to be poor all her life and she didn't want to not be able to buy diapers in the grocery store. All of these things that had happened to her, that's all she was afraid of, okay? She was afraid she would grow old and be poor. So I wrote antidotes for every single one. She had a list of like 32 things. And so then I wrote the antidotes of each of them, and I called them my New Year's intentions. And I always bring it out at at this time of year for people to have, and I only leave it out there for a week or two. So, you know, get it quick while you can because there will be something else out there after this. And um, if you're just learning how to manifest and you need some help to, to, you know, like change how you think or to change up the way you hold your thoughts, that's an awesome tool to play for yourself and to make it your own. Yeah. 
And your book does so much. I mean, you know, people go to the website, get the book. They can get the book at your website as well, correct? Yes, they can. They can get it on Amazon, they can get it on Kindle, and they can get it in bookstores. It's sold in a lot of bookstores. Oh, see, you can get it on Kindle. I don't read things on Kindle because it bugs my eyes. I'm on my PC far too much, so I try not to do that. I try. I like to read a book. But if you, know, if you can get it on Kindle, go ahead and get it on Kindle. You can start this tonight. You can start this tonight, and your whole year is going to change. This is the book. This is the book you need. I know I've said this about other books, but every time a new book comes up, that's even better. It's like this is really the best book at this moment in time for you to get because it really is a good book, and it will help you so much. Thank you again, Maureen, so much for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. This was a great way to start this new year, which by all accounts is slated to be wonderful for everyone. And with your book, it kind of just amps up the positivity. My pleasure. My pleasure. Every one of you, have a day of heaven on earth for yourself and everyone you come in contact with. And I loved that in your book, too. You put that a similar thing in the end of the book, and I loved that as well. Uh So, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my sound healing concerts and labyrinth walks. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, love here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. I got a warm 